Hi, this is John Butters, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500. This analysis is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with a preview of the key metrics for the third quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, which starts in about three weeks. Then we'll discuss our topic of the week, which is ratings on stocks for companies in the S&P 500. But first, let's look ahead to the third quarter earnings season for the index. Analysts and companies have lowered their earnings expectations for the third quarter. As a result, estimated earnings for the S&P 500 for the quarter are below the expectations at the start of the quarter. In fact, the index is expected to report its lowest earnings growth since the third quarter of 2020. In terms of earnings estimate revisions for companies in the S&P 500, analysts have decreased estimates more than average for the third quarter. We typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. The bottom-up EPS estimate for the third quarter has decreased by 5.5% since June 30th. This percentage decline is above the five-year average of 2.3%. In fact, it's the largest decline in the quarterly bottom-up EPS estimate since the second quarter of 2020. In terms of guidance, more S&P 500 companies than average have issued negative EPS guidance for the third quarter. In determining whether guidance is positive or negative, we compare the projection of the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts at the time of the guidance. At this point in time, 105 companies in the index have issued EPS guidance for the third quarter. Of these companies, 65 have issued negative guidance and 40 have issued positive guidance. The number of S&P 500 companies issuing negative guidance for Q3 is below the number of 72 for Q2 and the number of 68 for Q1, but above the five-year average of 58. Because of downward estimate revisions from analysts and negative guidance from companies, the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate for the third quarter is lower than the estimate at the start of the quarter. The S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 3.5% as of today, compared to the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate of 9.8% back on June 30th. If 3.5% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the lowest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since the third quarter of 2020. The lower earnings growth rate for the third quarter of 2022 relative to recent quarters can be attributed to continuing macroeconomic headwinds, including declining GDP and higher costs. At the sector level, Four of the 11 sectors are projected to report year-over-year earnings growth, led by the energy sector at 120% and the industrial sector at 24%. On the other hand, seven sectors are projected to report a year-over-year decline in earnings, led by the communication services sector at negative 13% and the financial sector at negative 12%. The estimated net profit margin for the S&P 500 for the third quarter is 12.3%, which is above the five-year average of 11.3%, equal to the previous quarter's net profit margin of 12.3%, but below the year-ago net profit margin of 12.9%. Looking ahead, analysts expect earnings growth of 4.7% for the fourth quarter and 7.8% for all of 2022. For all of 2023, analysts are predicting earnings growth of 8.2%. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 16.4, which is below the five-year average of 18.6 and below the 10-year average of 17 However, it is above the forward P.E. ratio of 15.8 recorded at the end of the second quarter as the price of the index has increased while the forward EPS estimate has decreased since June 30th. 
And during the week, seven S&P 500 companies are scheduled to report results for the third quarter. Now let's move on to our topic of the week, which is ratings on S&P 500 stocks. Given declining earnings estimates and rising concerns about a recession, where are analysts most optimistic and pessimistic in terms of their ratings on stocks in the S&P 500 heading into the fourth quarter? Well, overall, there are 10,616 ratings on stocks in the S&P 500. Of these ratings, 55.6% are buy ratings, 38.7% are hold ratings, and 5.7% are sell ratings. The percentage of buy ratings is above the five-year average of 53.6%, while the percentages of hold and sell ratings are below their five-year averages of 40.4% and 6%. The percentage of buy ratings has declined over the past seven months from a peak of 57.4% at the end of February to 55.6% today. However, the percentage of buy ratings is still high relative to the past 10 years. Prior to the recent surge in buy ratings, the last time the month-end percentage of buy ratings exceeded 55% was September of 2011. At the sector level, analysts are most optimistic on the energy, information technology, and real estate sectors, as these three sectors have the highest percentages of buy ratings. On the other hand, analysts are most pessimistic on the consumer staples and utility sectors, as these two sectors have the lowest percentages of buy ratings. The consumer staple sector also has the highest percentage of hold ratings, while the utility sector also has the highest percentage of sell ratings. 10 of the 11 sectors have seen a decline in buy ratings since the February peak, led by the energy sector. On the other hand, the real estate sector is the only sector that has seen an increase in buy ratings during this time. Outside of the real estate sector, there has been little change at the sector level in terms of ranking by buy ratings. The same two sectors, energy and information technology, have the highest percentages of buy ratings today compared to the end of February, while the same two sectors, consumer staples and utilities, also have the lowest percentages of buy ratings today compared to the end of February. This concludes our podcast this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out the full FactSet Earnings Insight Report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast.